Hello and welcome to the 2020 Christmas episode of what we're listening to. Um, I am Josh, one of your wise men, and with me, as always, is my friend and the recording double for those musical Christmas cards that we all love to hate. Mm. Asher, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yes, that was definitely me. Um, (laughs) I have a Christmas quiz for you. Um, And this Christmas quiz is you have to guess which of the following Christmas albums is not a real Christmas album. So um, I might have given you a few ones that are easy as well as a few red herrings. We'll see. Anyway, there's not that many. There's like four. Okay. So I'm going to say them all in order and then you can ask for repeats or whatever. The first one is called Christmas on Mars by the Flaming Lips. The second one is called A Rockin' Christmas by Kid Rock. (laughs) The third one is called Christmas in the Heart by Bob Dylan. And the fourth one is called A Heavy Metal Christmas EP by Christopher Lee. (laughs) Which is the one which is fake. It's going to gloss over Christopher Lee, which so only one of them is not a Christmas album. Only one is not a Christmas album. I want to guess for the Bob Dylan one. Bum, bum. Oh, Do you want to try again? <laughs> I mean, they're all so strange. I, I know about the Flaming Lips album. I know that it's weird and it's also a movie. Oh, okay. I don't I know if know it's that. like Christmas related. Or not? I'm not doing, I'm not counting that. Like, it it can be Christmas only in name. That's fine. Oh, now I got no clue, to be honest. (laughs) It's Kid Rocks. (laughs) I just made that up. Um, No. (laughs) I I looked up to check that he hasn't done any Christmas and he hasn't, I'm pretty sure. So I just made that one up. But Christopher Lee's heavy metal Christmas EP is a real thing. Yeah, I, I need he, he has a couple of metal albums. <laughs> so weird. And Christmas in the Heart is a Bob Dylan album. I haven't heard these. I like looked on Wikipedia and such, but um, we should maybe yeah. check them out. And yeah. the Flaming Lips, the I thought that might be an easy one for you to knock out of the list. Yeah, it's a. I know it's a very strange album. I think it's really made that death metal album in like his late eighties. <laughs> I think I've seen the cover. He looks quite old on it. He's a very eclectic uh, gentleman. Um, Yes. Yes, I'm getting that. I'm surprised Bob Dylan made a Christmas album. Uh, I bet his record label made him do all sorts of weird stuff. You know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he really wanted to do this. (laughs) Maybe he really, really wanted to. That's very Bob Dylan. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Failure on my part. No, no, no. That's. I mean, this is a this is a genre I kind of strong armed you into doing an episode on. So, <laughs> you know. But I would like to say that Josh has uh, wholeheartedly embraced the Christmas music uh, episode vibe, and as you might see, he's done some digging. I've done some research. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we uh, have any catch up? Any Christmas catch up? Christmas catch-up? We haven't done our Christmas (laughs) episode yet. No, we have not. Okay. Um, uh, My only bit of catch-up is that you lied to me about Build-A-Rocket Boys, and I want that on record. record. Uh, I, okay. (laughs) 
I feel like I'm being gaslit by my iTunes collection because it's definitely <laughs> that order, and that's the only order I've ever listened to the album in. Okay, I can't find my hard copy of the album, so I can't check that. But I checked on Wikipedia, and you know, yeah, I'm sure I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. It looks like I'm complete, but not that it really like- matters. But I was so sure about it, and then I, did, I was like, "What?" Yeah, anyway. You just don't want to hear the birds, so that's why you cut it out. So, anyway. I mean, I don't, and Guy yeah. Garvey's going to come after you for that. But <laughs> you've threatened that a few times, but uh, they never have. <laughs> That—that's all I've got. All right, on time then. On to the reviews. So I, um, I don't have a ton of Christmas music that I legitimately enjoy listening to, um, but there are a couple. And this is one of them. Um, this is the uh, Oh Hello's Family Christmas album from 2013. Um, it's a Christmas EP from the band and brother and sister focused duo from the Oh Hello's. We've talked about them a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like a folk rock band uh, from uh, America. And uh, this is uh, four pieces of music that are kind of uh mashups kind of smashed together um and i think they're pretty brilliant to be honest mm-hmm. um yeah. this my is only a real critique, brilliant ep yeah my only real critique of this album is that it's too short there's only four songs and they yes. haven't made any more um it's kind of yeah, four kind movements of, it, they they're called movements aren't they yeah and they're all about they're all kind of six-ish minutes long um and they're they're pretty quintessential um oh hello style there's a lot of like multi guitar banjo breakdowns um finger picking um big group choruses and uh, miscellaneous percussion like bells and drums and random like shuffling and clanking in the backgrounds um and I th- like it's they're kind of like firing on all all cylinders for this one. Like they're really going for it, and it's really beautiful. And I think um, one of the reasons I like it so much is that it actually, I don't know, I get the impression of joyfulness from this music. So often when I listen to Christmas music, everyone kind of treats it always like every song has to be a Silent Night, and <laughs> I don't think that's the case. No, no, no. And you can kind of like tell like they're like having fun when they're making this which makes me have fun listening to it. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's enough to make my, you know, Grinch heart grow a couple sizes. Well, when you have um, joy to the world in five, four, you can't help, but like yeah. kind of like jig along and then realize you're out of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But the, the arrangements are really clever on this. I think they um, kind of push your normal expectations of what these songs um, normally sound like and they they do it in a way that doesn't make them sound like awful and foreign but kind of just a little bit different and that's welcome I think for songs that people like us hear every single year year after year um, mm. yeah there is also a uh, NPR tiny desk concert with them doing Christmas songs I wondered if um, you'd seen this yeah 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 so they, they do one or two of the movements from this EP and also a couple other things, um, hmm. but yeah, it just it's kind of it's kind of builds into that whole like 
really having fun doing it vibe um, that I really appreciate. Mm. And the banjo, obviously. I love the banjo. Totally. Yeah. The structure of this, like, it's not even just medleys for the sake of medleys too. There is a very definite, um, the well, part of what I think they're trying to do is mimic like a, um, a symphony. And so the opening, the opening piece includes O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And then they revisit that right at the end of the fourth movement, but they've reharmonized it to be kind of in a major key or, I mean, it's not even really in a minor key. It's kind of Aeolian. So they've just reharmonized it to make it sound more glad, which kind of is a, is a very clever um, reference to the lyrics. Um, yeah. Yeah. They also tie songs thematically together in mm. their um, medleys. Um, but yeah, I honestly, like, ever since this came out in 2013, this has been one of the few things that gets on rotation around Christmas time for me because it's so good. And I actually sometimes listen to it throughout the year apart from Christmas time. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, me too. And I, I pull this out every single year. And it's probably, I think it's short nature helps it to stay so fresh and good as well. Like I think if they had gone on too long, they might've had a few dud parts on it. And I think that it's conciseness um, helps it to stay such a strong release after all these years. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm at the point where I'd love to hear like another, like four or five piece from them mm. in a different way, but it's yeah. Yeah. That would probably. be cool. Yeah. Cause they did a lot of like, pretty well-known um, Christmas hymns on this one. And uh, it would be nice to hear a few more, but it's really even nice. You know how you are saying Silent Night is a bit of a go-to. They do Silent Night, but I love the kind of like breakdown sort of whooping section in the middle that's like <laughs> a little bit like Bonnie Ver, you know, multiple people on toms playing rims Um but it's it's so joyful, like you say, mm. and there's really there's never a dull moment, and some some really really clever kind of transitions and things between songs. So, yeah, I I adore this EP too. Um, I would yeah. have reviewed it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably the finest set of medleys this side of Weird Al Yankovic that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah. All right, nice. uh, that's me. How about you, sir? Um, yeah, so I I kind of wanted to take... I listen to a lot of Christmas music around this time of the year um, in Advent and then Christmas time and that sort of thing. And I wanted to take do something that I hadn't listened to before or like try something a bit different. So off the back of last episode, I've been listening to Even Oxen's um, EP from 2017 called Xmas EP, mm-hmm. or one word. Um, and so this is a collection of six songs that are vaguely Christmas themed. Um, <laughs> this is probably a bit less, uh, like it's borderline, just kind of a folk song album, but with a little bit of a mm. Christmas, um, kind of twinkle. I don't know what's the word. Um, I was really, uh, loving hearing a bit of even oxen again, this really lo-fi sort of sound. And so I wanted to delve a bit more into it. I also found out he finished up this year, which made me really sad. Um, Oh really? Yeah. I, 
I'm a, it was kind of a bit funny because I was following on Bandcamp and then his Bandcamp kind of disappeared. And so I didn't get any updates anymore. And I found looking on Spotify that he has another two like little EP album things that I didn't know. And one came out this year and then it was like on his Bandcamp, it says 2015 to 2020. And I'm like, oh, dang, I kind of missed the boat. So anyway, I'll be listening to those over the holidays and stuff like that. Mm. So, but anyway, back to the Xmas EP. Um, it's pretty typical, if not a little bit more um, unproduced than uh, a raid <laughs> above the Seraphim Lights, if that's possible. Um, some of the songs sound like they're recorded on a phone and like you can hear the compressor working in overtime to like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to really like squash down those loud acoustic parts and then bring up the quieter vocals and things. I really love it. I don't know how he gets away with it, but somehow it still sounds really legit. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, the songs are quite sweet. They're like I said, they're not really Christmassy, but there's still a strange amount of like comfort slash a bit of nostalgia in it. Um, I love the first track, New Jerusalem. It's like clanky keyboards. Like he's recorded this sort of, I don't know, melodic harmonium kind of thing, but <laughs> just mainly the keyboard sounds of like, it's really great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the next track is Corinthians. Um, which I can gather is kind of about uh, love for each other. It's really hard to hear the lyrics and and I can't find the lyrics anywhere online. So anyway, I dig that. Um, Help Me Rhonda is pretty beautiful, but not at all. It doesn't say it's like kind of a breakup song, I think. <laughs> not really at all related to Christmas, which is cool. Um, Sangin' in the Rain is, is nice. R-E-I-G-N. Um, one of my favorite tracks on the album is actually Jude and it's mostly an instrumental piece kind of yeah. where he's like lots of fingerboard tapping and that sort of thing. Um, and then a bit of lyrics at the end. Uh, his music is really interesting because it's such, such a lot about the vibe more than it is about the specifics. Um, for me anyway, uh, like I know what you meant last time about it kind of feeling cute like it it makes me feel good and um yeah I, I liked listening to this it was, it was different than I usually listen to around this time of year but mm. um I kind of enjoyed the instrumental reflection time and I enjoyed just thinking about you know the title track as I'm listening to this and thinking about whatever and it's getting hot this time of year it's kind of an interesting it was a good EP for this this climate actually didn't feel very cold felt a little bit more folky and stuff so yeah i don't have too much more to say about it it was pretty short <laughs> and just just cool um yeah it's it's, it's short and sweet i was yeah. surprised to hear um some un uh undistorted vocals on one of the tracks like actually hear his voice yes. cleanly <laughs> yeah um, it's quite nice I like uh yeah yeah he has a nice voice. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he he know. certainly it, yeah. has a very interesting aesthetic, and it's very bold. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I I get the impression that it would be hard for him to like write 
um, some kind of like fireplace Christmas music. Um, <laughs> and like, this is kind of like the, the most referential you're going to get out of him on the subject is kind of vague. Um, but I think there was, yeah, it was interesting tackling some of the themes that it did about Christmas time. I think, I don't know. It was, did you lol to me? Yeah. Did you hear? Uh, I really was trying to, catch some of the lyrics <laughs> i think that's his only downfall is like he needs to have them written out in band camp for me to be out to, yeah to read along it was not easy not easy did you catch anything or is it just <laughs> not not particularly no okay cool yeah i mean yeah <laughs> sorry even oxen <laughs> i think his name is berisane beriston or something some really unusual name anyway He's a Berenstain bear. Yeah, yeah, he's a Berenstain bear. Um, there's a there's a blog post on Spirit You All, which is now um, finished music review site. But um, I'll pop in the link. Yeah. So anyway, I wish that he was still making music, but in the meantime, I'll enjoy his leftover EPs and occasionally come back to this if I feel like a clanky Christmas time. He may move on to uh, other things, like a very slick easy to listen to produced pop album yeah yeah it's completely different under a totally different monkey yeah, yeah, yeah. monica sorry i just pronounced that wrong <laughs> sorry. um all right shall we move on to homework yeah let's do it okay so i i do want to say that actually although i really love uh, what I gave Josh, I think that, um, <laughs> no, no, no. As in like, I think that the Oh Hello's kind of encapsulate more for me what some of my favorite Christmas is like. And I know that, um, what I gave Josh, some of Sufjan's Christmas music is often hailed as some of like the best indie Christmas music out there. And there are some parts that I really, really love. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. And so, I actually gave Josh um, part of his second five discs of Christmas music, the silver and gold albums, um, yep. because I like them probably a bit more than the first set. And I've said before that this for me is kind of peak Sufjan. So if Josh doesn't like this, then, you know, there's no hope for, for Sufjan, for Josh, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but I gave him a selection of a lot of the almost non-carol Christmas songs, like a lot of the ones that he's written himself. And I'll talk a little bit more about why I like these so much, but um, I can put the playlist I gave him in the show notes just so you get an idea. I tried to be as diverse as I could, but I thought I wouldn't give him all 55 tracks or he may just quit this podcast with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I I should (laughs) preface that... um, this like conceptually this is a hard sell to me i am not the hugest fan of a christmas music and b sufjan stevens um <laughs> i have listened to a number of his albums including a fair portion of his first christmas album i've listened to mm-hmm. um yeah i i've given him a chance before uh i think um both of his christmas releases are monstrous in size as well yeah, um, yeah. So you, you gave me about 10 songs of like roughly 80 that exist in the second 100. album. Oh, so no, yeah. the, the second album has 58 and the first album has 42. So 100 Christmas songs <laughs> in total. 
That's just so much music. Yeah. Um, and all the two, this one is uh, predominantly more experimental is the vibe that I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um, and also includes a lot more of his own stuff, like you're saying, things that he's written um, as opposed to covering old traditional hymns or Christmas songs. Um, so of the few songs you gave me, it kind of, it covers a fair range, both musically and emotionally for me. Um, some parts are pretty interesting. Uh, some are kind of boring and then some are like rage inducing. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to put this in words that have purpose to them. I think probably my issue with Sufyan is his like, uh, he has this like, he sees weird production choices that I don't quite get behind. You have a problem with um, his vocals, don't you? His, his vocals bug <laughs> me. I think in parts. So he has this, he has this thing that he does, and I have yet to hear him not do it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, where he puts a filter on his voice to make it sound really low fidelity and kind of close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay in some circumstances. Like, it's a tool that you can use, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But he uses it in every single song, and that frustrates me. Um, and especially when you put it next to like something that's so high production, like some of these songs with like laser beams and like glittery everything and auto tune, but it's still like the first half of the song is still like this weird low fidelity vocal production. Yeah. yeah. Um, that started on the age of odds, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, where's the, there's two songs that I can kind of like exemplify my experience of this album with. Um, I think their rendition of Joy to the World mm. and The Child with the Star on His Head. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, the, the Joy to the World cover is like really enjoyable for the first like minute. <laughs> you don't like the second <laughs> verse. <laughs> <laughs> and it has like the second verse and then like the ending of it has this just like whack breakdown and just like T-Pain level of like audio production and like noise nonsense. I just can't get behind it. It, is that it the, bugs the heck out of me. Is that the boy we can do much more together part? I think so. Yeah, because that's taken from a song off Age of Odds. He takes that refrain from Impossible Soul. <sighs> So he's popped it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the electro portions of this album really, really bug me. Oh, um, I gave you the wrong half of the album. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I should say some, some of the songs I quite enjoyed. Um, I don't have the list in front of me. Like the first couple you sent me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause um, they're from earlier on in the album, the more acoustic sounding stuff. Yeah. Like the stuff, like, do you see what I see? Yeah. That's just like, Oh my goodness. You didn't like that one? It took me it took me like five times to try and get through that song. <laughs> so you like the Lumberjack Christmas and the Midnight Clear ones a bit more? Those are more appealing to me. Um but I think even like uh the last song I'm a Christmas Unicorn. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that makes more sense as a song holistically. Mm-hmm. Um cuz it's not like v- swapping super hard between 
Sufjan's styles to try and marry them together, it kind of starts weird and ends weird and works as a whole thing. Um, but then you have like the child with the star in his head and you have like five minutes of a folk song and then another 11 minutes of a of, prog jam of prog approximate keyboard solos, which, you know, yeah. Like if this is Led Zeppelin, maybe I'd find that interesting because there'd be like crazy drums and stuff, but otherwise it just keeps going. That's and actually... each time I went through this, <laughs> sorry, sorry, no, you go. Each time I went through this playlist, I would get to the the first half of that song. I'd like I wouldn't like I'm not looking at the screen while I listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. I forgot this is part of the playlist. And then I look at the song, and it's like, oh, there's nine minutes left. <laughs> so you really, I I'm not always a committed Sufjan listener. I don't always listen to his instrumental outros. Sometimes I really enjoy yeah. them. I I happen to quite like the child with the star on his head, and actually. People have voted that the best Christmas song of all of his. I mean, that that's just a very, you know, that might not even be a real thing. People might not really <laughs> think that. But I just saw a list of people rate, rating them from best to worst. Um, I, I quite like the transition and I like... I mean, I like the first part of the song better. I think it's a, it's a really good song. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't always listen to the instrumental outros. Does <laughs> it count as an outro if it's two thirds of the song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does for Sofian. I don't know. Is he'd, it like he'd kill me for that? I mean, there we go again. People that would never really yeah, come yeah. after us. <laughs> Is there like a radio edit of version of this track where you just cut off the back ten minutes of it and you can listen to the? Uh, no, they did a they See, did a I'd, radio I'd edit of one of his new songs off the ascension which i didn't realize for the video clip of um sugar they took off like you know a portion of the intro because it went on for ages which i thought was interesting <laughs> of asthmatic kitty anyway sorry i digress no yeah i i just think there's like there's three particular offenders of this playlist that you gave me mm. and they're all the ones that kind of have this like um bipolar nature to them of let's have a song maybe it's like joy to the world where it's a slightly different referential version of that hymn I'll make it my own i'm sufian stevens and then the back half of it is just this wild like disconnected stuff um mm, like his own I think, creations I think, yeah and i think like that's the part that kind of i don't gel with um, so I, I don't like the, I didn't mind the majority of this album. It's just a lot I mean, the majority of the place you gave me rather. Mm. There's just a lot of it. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, it's man. honestly taken me years to get through this, this whole album properly because I bought it back in 2012 and listened to it. And then, you know, gave it a, a bit of a break and it actually made more sense listening to it in Canada. Um, like mm. in the dead of winter. So, you know, I tried to give you all the, all the chances, but uh, that's okay. It, <laughs> it, um, it's quite an interesting one that I think has grown on me. And I thought that because you've heard the first set, you might want to hear the electronic side of his Christmas albums, but it might just be that you just don't dig his electronic stuff at all. And that's cool. I, I, I've definitely never heard Christmas music like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with like 15 minute guitar solos and 
yeah. um, auto-tune crank to the maximum. Um, it's definitely different, but I, yeah, I can't find myself ever listening to that for pleasure, at least. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Don't hang around my house at Christmas time, though. Uh, yeah. Um, I... Yeah, I should just say that not all of this five-disc album is like that. There's a lot of really interesting... I, it Again, it's like hard to include everything, which is why there's 58 tracks, you know. Yeah, it's obviously, humongous. Like some of the songs I put on there, um, I Do Maya, the Sacred Harp choral song. Did you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. I, li- I like most of the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, the Angels We Have Heard on High yeah. um, is... That's fairly... It's a bit electronic, like, but it's quite good. Yeah, it's fairly classic Sufjan, um, like pacing and um, style, yeah. at least acoustically. Did you like um, the little added lines into Angels We Have Heard on High, like the refrain and then adds in random other lines? Yeah, I, like I think that's creative. Like um, he's being very referential to Christmas music, but still like changing it. Um, Christmas classics, I should say, but changing it. So yeah. I think, like, I think that's hard to do, hard to do well. And mm. he accomplishes it a couple times um, yeah. through the playlist. Yeah. It's funny. I saw on um, Spotify when I was looking for this album, there was a playlist called Sufjan's Christmas album, but without all the weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think you're alone. I mean, personally, I love it from like, I, even the tracks that I'm like, meh, I kind of just love to hear it all in context. But anyway, I will stop talking about it. I'm glad you listened to it. Yeah. I mean, um, for, for me, Christmas Unicorn is probably one of my favorite tracks on this. Oh, yeah, okay. And also Justice Delivers Its Death. I know that's like a real cheery one, but um, that track is <laughs> one of my favorites on the album. Do you remember that? The It's the silver and gold where the title comes from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember it being enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's quite a beautiful little folk song, a bit of a lament, you know, about the state of the world and that sort of thing. Um, but I kind of found Christmas Unicorn finishing with the Joy Division refrain quite an amazingly weird, bittersweet sort of joyful celebration to the end of it all. Um, I don't know if you found that. That was just what I enjoyed. I need, to, I need to let's do it again because it's again a bit of a long one. Yes, um, it's a fifteen minute to remember. Yeah, um, but interestingly, <laughs> Sorry, breezed over that part. I do want to shout out to um, so on the album art for each that each of these is packaged as a separate disc. The album yeah. art for Christmas Unicorn was done by Jessica Desner, um, and oh really? Yeah, so she has some great artwork that she sells through her site. So um, yeah. I just wanted to commend her for that art. All of the art is really interesting on this album. Yeah. Sorry for letting you down. No, no, no. I mean, look, I, we've talked enough about this for me to know what I was doing, but, um, I would, (laughs) and again, like, you know, I'm not trying to make you unhappy. I just want to play some of the Christmas music that I love and, uh, and see what you think. So, um, you are very lucky that I could not find an ACDC Christmas album. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I would have welcomed that man. Yeah. All right, so should we talk about what you gave me for, uh, for sure. my Christmas listening? Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, I gave uh, Ash a, this is kind of a weird one, um, 
This is a mashup album, or I guess you'd call it a project, uh, from a producer um, called Cook and Soul, mm-hmm. and acapella raps from one of my favorite guys, MF Doom. Mm-hmm. And what he's done is taken these acapellas and mixed them with various Christmas songs and turned them into beats. And there's also uh, spliced in excerpts from a time when uh, MF Doom was on a television show doing like Christmas grabs. Oh, um, that's, yeah. I was like, well, how did they get yeah, this? It's from a, like an adult swim cartoon Christmas <laughs> thing. And he's just like making fun of Santa. Um <laughs> So lyrically, they're not Christmas related, which is kind of sad, but that's the way it is. Um, that's but I think it's a very, musically, it's a very different take on how to use Christmas music, especially in the hip hop world. Yeah. And Doom is also a fantastic lyricist anyway, so it kind of makes up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, what do you think, sir? So I really love this. Um, it really grew on me. Like at first when I listened to it, I was a little bit like, um, so <laughs> it starts off with all these audio grabs of like, oh, this was the worst Christmas ever. You know, it's like, it's Christmas with doom. And, um, at first I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? By the end, I was like, this is excellent. This is really, really mm. cool. I love, so I looked at, uh, you can buy all the samples used, all the drum sounds and like beats and stuff i'm like oh that's cool that's a sample pack to keep my eye on because i mean i'm in kind of in the moment at the moment i've been really into like chill hop stuff um and this is definitely borderline hip-hop chill hop like it's pretty relaxed and Mm. because it's got that christmas vibe it's all the string samples that they've pulled from like you know christmas movies and that sort of thing and samples of the grinch um and samples of like, I don't know, did they do Charlie Brown? I've never seen Charlie Brown's Christmas stuff, so I don't know if it's like oh, really? in there or not. No, I never, yeah. Um, but like I love all these little sound grabs from like older cartoons that they've chucked in there and then they've got all these, you know, some vinyl crackle or other stuff like that. And then, yeah. and then to put on top of it MF Doom's lyrics, it really, it's amazing how it works. I just never get over how well producers can kind of like take lyrics from something totally different and, um, you know, and then match it with a beat and with samples from something, something totally different as well. I, so the first track, uh, naughty or nuts was really good. It's been in my head all week. Um, I, I just love the, those string parts. And then there's like interesting, like, samples i don't know i'm just into that at the moment so it's like this is great and then when mf mm. doom starts rapping i don't know why i enjoy this so much more than i did from stuff from like gorillas i i don't know what it is about the way they're treating rap and the context it's in but i just enjoy it a lot more so i should mention that i found mf doom because he's on a gorillas album <laughs> well you have to send me that track then <laughs> yeah um, um, how about like the different Christmas sample, like the so most of them are from famous Christmas songs, I think, mm. like uh, Paul McCartney and Bing Crosby and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, uh, so 
I picked this up on Bandcamp because I enjoyed it so much. Um, and also I noticed oh. that it wasn't on Spotify at all. They've only got the beats because I gather this is yep. a little bit illegal. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Naughty or Nuts is great. Let It Snow is great. Um, and the MF Grinch was really cool. Like this big bass baritone sort of voice, you know, you're the Grinch. And it's just very clever. Um I, it's interesting how I've got little things crossed off my my notes. Like at first I was like, oh, I didn't enjoy Wonderful. And then I, I'm like, actually, now I really dig it. And the, sam- <laughs> the, the synth sounds kind of remind me of Home a little bit. You know, Home? Um, yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, it's this retro synth sound. The only track I didn't really like was the Triple Xmas Ladies so much. It was too <laughs> 80s. It's like just a little bit too like daggy 80s stuff um yeah but the rest are really great um i don't know i just like these mashup kind of almost audio drama feeling stuff with all the random samples and then mf doom with the skits and stuff it's kind of just very amusing so i i really yeah. dig this i was <laughs> i was playing it to my wife yesterday she's like what on earth is this <laughs> i'm like it's so great isn't it <laughs> Apologies. I so I should point out that um the rapper MF Doom has like a persona that he uses, which is kind of one of a like a hand wringing maniacal villain who's like does mischievous stuff. Yeah. Um so a lot of these songs are like a little bit antagonistic in some ways. Sure. Um which is kind of the persona he goes with. I didn't so really I was, catch many of the lyrics. Like I just kind of was like, <laughs> oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 But I, this is one of those other like things that I genuinely listen to around Christmas time. Um, cause I, th- I think it's so different from what I normally hear Christmas music with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's borderline, isn't it? And there's, in the same way that yeah. even Oxen is a bit borderline, like those were just really beautiful songs with interesting, you know, slightly biblical themes or other related themes. Like, this one obviously doesn't really have any lyrical themes related to Christmas, but all the samples are more like remixing pop culture around Christmas, I suppose. Um, yeah. And a lot of like American TV shows that would be shown around Christmas. Like I haven't, I've never seen like any of these cartoons of the Grinch and stuff, but I know about them. So, yeah. I think it was a North American thing, like Charlie Brown's Christmas and all that. Like I just never saw it. But you've never heard the Charlie Brown soundtrack is what you're telling me. Yeah, like, I don't know. Should I have? That surprises me. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'll... Save it for next Christmas. <laughs> next Christmas. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, anyway, so thanks for that. I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad. This is That's your first, like, positive experience of the hip-hop music. I, I take that as a win. Yeah, it's a win, man. I think the trick is, like cool samples and like chill hop stuff but i mean people who like rap and and hip-hop are probably yelling at me right now because i know there's a lot of good stuff out there i just i haven't really delved into it so anyway apologies that's all right all right honorable christmas mentions honorable christmas mentions. all right i got a couple mm-hmm um first is uh the killers so um mm. ever since their first album 
every year, I think, I haven't actually checked in the last couple of years, they release a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have quite a few now. And uh, the proceeds always go to uh, a charity company that they're involved with. And some of them are pretty good. Um, my particular favorite is from the Samstown era, and it's called We Don't Shoot Me Santa Claus is what it's called. <laughs> Um, and it's weird and strange and it's like a song drama about Santa Claus like shooting like naughty children Um, (laughs) and it's fantastic it's one of my favorite killer songs period Um, (laughs) oh dear yeah I mean so I I don't know how how much killers you have listened to I love the Samstown era of the killers because the stuff is kind of like a little bit grimy, a little bit less produced, and a little more rock and roll. And this song kind of falls into that category of just like weird, awesome stuff. Um, yeah, cool. It's, I don't know. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite songs, and it's a Christmas song, so I'll take it. Nice. Um, uh, second, um, I've listened to a little bit is uh, "Oi to the World." Um, <laughs> classic classic punk rock song from the band the vandals okay. who are uh an old punk band um this is actually one of their larger hits ever to be honest and it's a christmas song um it was so big that i think like um uh no doubt covered it in like the early or late 90s to the early 2000s it's it's hmm. um i don't know it's it's weird to have like a positive christmas song that's like a I fairly like, you know, punk standard now. Um, yeah. Oh, to the world. It's pretty fun. Um, and then we have a Hanukkah mention. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've watched are, these. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I know why these are happening. It's just kind of fun. So Dave Grohl and a producer friend of his. Greg Kirsten are doing the eight days of Hanukkah, eight nights of Hanukkah covering Jewish musicians. Mm. Um, so the first one was the beastie boys sabotage. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was Drake um, hotline bling. <laughs> that was and quite the one, amazing. <laughs> the one from yesterday was, uh, what's it called? Well, the band's called Mountain Mississippi Queen. Um, it's a famous song from the seventies. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, yeah, but it's quite like I don't know. It's quite low key. It's just Dave Grohl on a pretty minimal set of drums and a microphone. Yeah, and his producer friend on like two keyboards doing basically everything else. Yeah, it's just and, a very small room, and they've got cameras set yeah, up everywhere. Yeah. But like, you look at these songs, and like, I a did not expect Dave Grohl to do the high octave part of sabotage the whole time i did i've never heard him sing like that before yeah it was pretty impressive or just like hotline bling in general just doing it (laughs) even like some of the rap parts you're like uh i i didn't watch that far sorry (laughs) i've never seen dave Grohl rap before he just keeps surprising me this guy every time yeah I'll put that in a little box and file that away for, okay. That's, uh, mm. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to see who else. I mean, there's a lot of 
pretty famous Jewish musicians. Yeah. Um, so I'm see where that goes. Um, they could do Mattis Yahoo. They could, you know, cover one Mattis of his songs. Yeah. <laughs> More <I> rap. <laughs> I would, I would, you know, I, I expect nothing from this series because I've been surprised every single time. Nice. Um, and then last and semi shamefully <laughs> is, uh, my, uh, uh, weird mashup, uh, <laughs> obsession. Yeah. Uh, I thought this so honorable if, mentions was going to be entirely mashups. <laughs> I'm only putting one on here. So <laughs> there exists on uh, the internet a combination of uh, the Mariah Carey song "All I Want for Christmas Is You" and Radiohead's "Creep." Um, it is the one-year anniversary of this abomination, and it <laughs> fascinates and disgusts me. In a way that I have not experienced before. I, yeah, I do think this will probably make Tom York swear of making music if he ever discovers it. So hopefully he doesn't. Because <laughs> um, there is a worrying amount of care and thought put into this horrific combination of songs. It's done very like, well. There's, yeah, there's like pieces of like other Radiohead songs like Bloom, like referentially throughout. Like it's not just Creep. Like someone's put a lot, a lot of work into this. Someone's actually um, a fan of Radiohead. Someone who's actually a fan of Radiohead and knows their music quite well has made it fit with Mariah Carey's monster of a hit. And it just, yeah, every time I listen to it, I get that like, smile that i think dr frankenstein gets when he looks at his monster <laughs> and thinks like i've done it yes this exists and it's a thing well, and what have i done I yeah <laughs> like where's the villager with pitchfork that's all i'm asking yes yeah. the internet is wild sometimes in the book he runs away immediately which i can imagine yeah. the producer doing <laughs> anyway those are mine sir oh yeah so um, I have a couple too. Some of these are classic ones that I, I wanted to like mention because I always listen to these EPs or they're usually EPs around this time of year. Uh, and some are a couple of new ones. So um, firstly, shout out to Joel Brandt. Um, his EP, I haven't pulled it out yet, but it's one of my go-tos. It's a very, he's a Canadian um, singer songwriter from um Abbotsford and he has this little EP called For Your Weary Head and it's a strangely small comforting lo-fi bedroom folk album which I really love. Um, Mm. I have uh, it's not on Spotify yet I will put it on the playlist if it comes up but I'll put the link in the show notes to the Bandcamp album uh, EP. It's it's very beautiful it's a little poignant and sad, but it's very lovely and has one of my favorite renditions of um, uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas on it. Okay. So, yeah, but it's got two other two other of his folk songs, which are really nice too. Um, my second honorable mention is a funny one. I was given as a Secret Santa gift a few years ago an LP, which is the Colonel Sanders Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a KFC compilation oh, okay. of various artists. Now, I thought this was going to be absolutely horrific, but it's just, <laughs> it's actually very good and very classic. Like the arrangements, they're obviously like really good recording artists. Like 
Um, yeah. Uh, is it Chet Atkins and like a lot of really yeah, like, like, proper Christmas songs. <laughs> legitimately famous musicians. You, you sent me a, a photo of the cover and I was like, I recognize most of those names. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have the list of all of them here, but I'll put the link in the show notes. <laughs> And so, yeah, someone gave me this vinyl that they found at an op shop or thrift store. Um, and, and I've been listening to it and just, it's kind of cool. Cause I don't usually listen to like classic, you know, orchestra with a crooner, um, sort of Christmas music. And it's, it's really nice. So who would have thought, I mean, the Colonel looks very strange in Santa outfit kind of garb, <laughs> <laughs> a bit creepy, but you know, it kind of works with the white hair and white weird beard thing anyway that's oh, that's man. by the wayside um thirdly i have to mention uh king's kaleidoscopes christmas ep um this is one of my favorite little go-tos around christmas time uh it's an excellent ep with some really really cool arrangements of um traditional christmas songs um my favorite actually is joy has dawned which is actually a modern song that they've kind of redone and they also have on the end of it um a reworking of old lang syne um which yeah so they've done some really interesting things around the whole holiday season this is one of my favorites so check this out um fourth this is a really funny one i sent josh an image of this um if you've ever wanted to see uh like felt um uh was it like felt uh, artwork of famous Christmas movies, um, <laughs> you should check out Badgerland. Um, I think I sent you the Die Hard one. Um, you so, did. So it's a it's imagine if uh, Bruce Willis was a badger crawling <laughs> through an air vent. Um, <laughs> so this he's got like the the white tanked up on and everything. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so strange. So Badgerland are like a compilation from Canada and they put together these Christmas compilations every year or at least for the past couple of years. And so they release a track every, oh, I don't know how often it is. It's often though. There's a lot of tracks on the album and it, then it's available to buy at the end of December. But the reason it came to my um, attention was that Half-Handed Cloud has a track on it. Um, oh. And so he had a track on the previous one, which um, I didn't follow as closely as this one. I'm just trying to pull up what the track is called. Yeah, which badger is he? Which badger? He's the Home Alone badger, I think. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> which was, Kevin McAllister. Yeah, Kevin McAllister, I think, because I'm just about to explain what the uh, what the song is about. Where are you? Sorry, I'm just looking for you on Instagram and trying to find this. That's right. Um, so, um, it's a lobby cut. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, where is? Sorry. Yeah, you can cut this out because I'm really slow right now. I should have had keeping this. it all in. You're a brat. You know that. Okay, <laughs> so. Um, the, the song is called Christmas Hindsight. Um, so it's an annual, um, uh, compilation. Yeah. By Badgerland. They're from Ontario and you can find them on Bandcamp. So I'm quoting uh, half-handed cloud. The background information for this year's half-handed 
Cloud Holiday Song. And he does quite a few. You can find the rest on his other albums. Um, the Holiday Song has kids neglected by their parents to fend for themselves on Christmas since their <laughs> folks are absorbed with scrolling and so wrapped up in conspiracy theories that they can't run the house, etc. And the only thing they got was one of the ch- got the children was a gift from a Branch Davidson T-shirt. I don't know what that is. <laughs> So it's quite a funny and very short song, as you know, with Half Hand of Cloud. But I kind of like this. I really like this compilation and for all the artwork that they're doing. It's just really quite fun to see all these Christmas movies made up with felt badges. So anyway, check yeah. that out. I'm, I'm glad he has correctly identified the villains of Home Alone as the parents of that movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Leaving their child. <laughs> Man, those movies are weirder and weirder every year. <laughs> yeah. um, the last one I have, I only just listened to a tiny bit of this last night, but props to my brother-in-law for sending this through. It's an 8-bit Christmas album. Um, okay. Basically, just imagine if Toby Fox decided to do a Christmas album and you'd, you'd have it. So um, it's pretty cool. It's got some really funky arrangements. I've only listened to a couple of tracks so far, but I'm planning on putting it on a few times for the... Yeah, okay. The Christmas time season is ended. Well, thanks for listening to our Christmas special episode of what we're listening to. Hope you are all having a great Christmas day. Um, yeah, this might come out on the Australian Christmas Day, and so it might be uh, Christmas Eve. Who knows? Whenever you want to listen to it, you could be listening to this in the middle of July. It's up to you. But we hope that you have had a good uh, Christmas sort of season and time. And um, thanks for listening to this episode. Please check us out on socials, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Send us recommendations of Christmas music to listen to for next year, maybe. Um, And, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, We'll see you later. See you, Josh. Happy Christmas, Chloe. Yeah, happy Christmas. (laughs) 